Hey, welcome to Film Friends. I'm your host, Jordan Smith, and with us, as always, co-host Kate Eingorn. Hello. And our sidekick, Matt Bailey. Um, you threw me off I because know. you say with me as always. And you said with us as always. Yeah. And also with you. Yeah. Well. Little 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 church joke there. I know I threw myself off a little me bit. Me too. I, I had to think about that for me. I was like, something feels weird. Well, you know, you gotta keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. I, I was reading uh recently the keys to successful podcasts. And number one is keeping it fresh. You made that up. Yeah, I did. Um huh? <laughs> I would have believed you. <laughs> Speaking of keeping it fresh. Episode 69. 69, dude. <laughs> we made it. 69, dude. Well, that's <laughs> a Bill and Ted Excellent Adventure quote. Yeah. This Never is seen it. <sighs> what? That's one of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time. All right. Well, we'll address that. <laughs> but first, 69, this is our Tim Crumry episode. Baseball. Football. I hmm. meant to say football. Yeah. So... <laughs> Let me read you a little something-something about Tim Cumry. One, he suffered, uh, like, the worst Super Bowl injury of all time. Okay. The wedgie. <laughs> it's a pretty bad injury. And then, uh, <laughs> two, the website says that 69 is the weakest number of all numbers for athletes. I don't John know Runyon. what I don't know what that means, but... Yeah. John Runyon was 69. Mm. Yeah, why Eagles. didn't you say him? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I knew that number and that person connected to it. Nice. Well, yeah. um, I guess this is our John Runyon episode. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Much better. Okay, cool. I got a hat signed by him when I was little. Yeah, nice. He was very nice. Kate, uh, do you have any 69 facts? <clears throat> it's a sexual position. <laughs> it is a semi-prime. I don't Ooh. know what that means. Jordan, what does that mean? Um, that means it's like, like almost prime. Like it's almost prime. <laughs> it's like, <a> semi. Like <laughs> it's semi. It's a semi. And um, something I referenced earlier is that it's a quote from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. When they meet themselves from the future, they say, "If you are us, then what number are we thinking about right now?" And they say, "69, dude." And of course, that was the number that they were thinking of. Mm. Now is is are they referring to the sexual position? Is that what they think's funny? Or? I'm assuming so. Oh, okay. But as a young person, when I didn't know what that meant, I would just go around saying "69, dude," because I loved that movie so much. <laughs> <laughs> what about <laughs> s- you know? What about Star Sixty Nine? Isn't That's that to point. retrace your call? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Wikipedia has been lacking on my si- my number info mm. lately. Mm. Well. Hey, like I said, we made it. We're here. Episode number 69. This is one of those, for me, this is a milestone episode. I don't know about you guys, but there's a different energy right now. I think, uh, you know, I've been pushing towards this episode. A lot of our haters out there said, (coughs) you know, they'll never make it to 69. They talk about episode number 69 all the time, um, but they're not going to make it there. Well, 
here we are. There's been a lot of office talk about this episode for a very long time. Mm-hmm. People um, in the works. Yeah. Chatter around the water cooler. And honestly, we wanted to do this film friend so hard. So so long <laughs> and so hard. And we've we've had to, you know, withhold really if and save it for episode 69 because in my opinion, it's the most appropriate episode for him. If we named our episodes, it would be called So Long and So Hard. He deserves it. <laughs> yeah. But before we dive into who this magical man is, and you could probably see it by the episode title, <laughs> but you know, for those that are just... I love to withhold. Yeah. <laughs> We've withheld for 68 episodes. We're going to withhold a little longer. Um, but, you know, even for those... Listeners who literally just don't look at the title and just wham, bam, thank you, man. I don't know right? anyone who does that. There, are, there who looks people. at the title? <laughs> who doesn't look at uh. the title? That what if, you know? What if they're just subscribed and they just play their podcast yeah. and oh, here we go, film friends pops on. Mm. Cool. Um, <laughs> so before we jump in, just a couple business business points at the top. We shipped the shirts, and. Uh, some of the haters out there responded and said they got theirs. Literally um, just now. Someone yeah. did. Um, oh, really? Yeah, Steph. Oh. Oh, nice. Um, so if you haven't gotten yours, be patient. Probably should be coming soon. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're all... It's all up to USPS now. Oh, yeah. So Tell the good USPS. old USPS. <laughs> 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 it was President's Day yeah. on Monday, so... Don't forget that. So don't forget <laughs> don't that all the presidents were born on that exact day. Um, yeah, let me know if you liked your DVD. I forget which one I gave to who. Well, I just saw what you gave to Steph. Which one did you give to Steph? Do you want to guess? Uh, I honestly have no idea. Just friends. <laughs> oh, nice. I felt that was appropriate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, did you did you line up the DVDs <laughs> for the people who bought them? Like... I know some of them, you have no idea who they are. <laughs> um, I tried to, like, I like that was a movie that I feel like Steph would like. So you did try to go off a little bit of A little body. bit, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of them I was just like, this just seems appropriate according to the name. Yo, who got the, uh, the Dude, cherished? I don't know. Oh, gosh, I need to know who got the Chris Rock. I think you know who got that one. Oh, uh, okay. I okay. don't. Okay. I'll tell you off air, yeah. so it's not a surprise so um, it's not a surprise <laughs> <laughs> for them for <laughs> yeah, yeah. or no so it is a surprise <laughs> long day long day yeah um, like matchbox 20 said cool um <laughs> again very cool Kate. <laughs> very cool so cool <laughs> so smooth like uh, rob thomas yep featuring santana <laughs> well other way around <laughs> <laughs> wait is it yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's Santana, Santana featuring Rob Thomas. Yeah, yeah it is. Ooh. It's Santana's song, dude. You hear him <laughs> shred. That's it. Don't that's how it goes. <laughs> well, it's a hot one. Um, oh, no, that's the other one featuring <laughs> yeah. someone else. Yeah, totally <laughs> wrong. Either way. Um, well, you can tell why we're not a music podcast, for sure. <laughs> uh, ooh, should we do a music podcast about... Santana? Just that song, Smooth. <laughs> what, break down every word <laughs> i don't know how long we could go just to find the origins of every word nice um there's right. actually a really great story about that song but we'll save that for a bonus episode how about our live tweet sesh <laughs> oh yeah um 
if you guys don't follow us on Twitter, um, even if you do too, because we didn't get much interaction. <laughs> but that's cool. It's cool. People are doing cool things on a Sunday, I guess. Um, Thanks to Zach to being our dedicated uh, live tweet follower. We fucking love Zach. Um, but we, uh, you know, this group at the table, couple uh, film friends adjacent, uh, Mr. Mike Paulshock, Will Hoke Girl, Jay Clark, the whole gang. Um, we had a bit of an Adam Sandler movie marathon this Sunday. Um, yep. We did a little thing called Adam Sandler Out of a Hat. I won't take credit for it. That's Mr. Mike Paulshock's uh, idea, basically. I think we threw all 38 mm-hmm. uh, movies yeah. that Sandler did, or like that he stars in yeah. or a big part of, um, and just drew them out of a hat uh, with the risk of, you know, after you draw one, you throw it back in. You might pull it again and have to watch it now. <laughs> I have to say, we, we abandoned that. Very hard. Four, movies, four movies in. Um, but th- some of the movies that we did watch, The Cobbler. <coughs> Sucked. Do-over. Uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> um, the Do-over, which wasn't that Decent. bad. Yeah, check Love it me out. some spade. It's, the Do-over would be a good one if you're like kind of half napping, half just chilling yeah. on a Sunday or a weekend uh, hang. Um, like what we did on Sunday. <laughs> literally what we did. Little Nikki, which can't go wrong with. Can't go wrong with. Then um, we went off the rails. And then we did. We like dropped the whole. Yeah, thing we picked after that. Meyerowitz stories, but we kind of tossed yeah. it out. Um, oh, Ridiculous Six, <sighs> god awful. Like a terrible, terrible yes. movie, even for Sandler standards. Fifty First Dates. And Fifty First Dates, um, which, you know, the, I used to love that movie. Mm-hmm. Now, when I rewatch it every once in a while, yeah. it's going down it for me. It doesn't have the same magic. It, it didn't doesn't. age well. It didn't age well. And I always forget about, like, the first half of the movie is, like... Coercive. It's Yeah, it's coercive. And, like, Sandler's character is it's just weird. Like, yeah, he's put into a weird spot. He's fallen in love with this, like, this woman who has a head trauma and she can't remember, you know, past one day. But... It's weird. It it's is. like it's kind of uncomfortable the more and more you watch it. But um he like ties himself up, stages fake robberies. Yeah. Weird stuff. Real weird. Real weird. Yeah, work. but did it work? I guess. I guess, yeah. <laughs> and what um, did we finish off with? Anger management. Oh. Anger man. And it brought it home. Yeah. It, it really brought it home. I had never seen it, so Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, I think it's anger. like it's pretty decent. I uh a hidden gem of Sandler's. Yeah. I feel like it's not mentioned with like a like when you think of him or like his like top movies. But I agree. Throw it in there. It definitely had a vibe where like it got thrown in with a bunch yeah. of classics, and when it was mentioned, everyone's faces were like, "Oh yeah, anger yeah. management." Yeah, like yeah. it's definitely a sleeper. Well, it's definitely we were like we were talking. There's Sandler's classic mm-hmm. era, which is like I think I was gonna say the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> The Happy Gilmore Girls. Um, Which is Billy Madison. Happy Gilmore. Big, Big Daddy. Daddy. Wedding Singer. Wedding, Wedding Singer. Singer. Right. So, like, those are, like, the classics. Mm-hmm. Then there's post-classics, which yeah. he's still killing it. That's, like, Mr. Deeds, Little Nicky, 51st Dates, and I would throw Anger, Anger Management. management in yeah. There. yeah. Second Wave. Exactly. Second Wave. It's one of the best second waves. Mm-hmm. True. I would absolutely yeah. say... Might be it's the up best. there with Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds, yeah. Mr. Deeds will ever, forever <laughs> hold a special place in my heart. Um, 
But yeah, uh, the second wave is a good wave for Sandler too. Yeah. But a- anger management definitely. If you haven't seen it in a while, go back. It yeah. hold, it it holds up for sure. It has some. It has its flaws, but they're yeah. of the time. Yeah. Right. 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 Oh, for sure. I mean, it's Sandler too. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, you can't you get away with. You know what you're gonna get. Um, but yeah. So we had fun. I don't even know why we're talking about it, but <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Well, in our last movie kind of brings us to our guy. Right. I was just going to say one reason why that marathon was bearable is because our film friend showed up in two, two of the movies, two yeah. of the six that we mm-hmm. watched. And he's definitely like, uh, I would say he's Adam Sandler. He's in the Adam Sandler family. I think yeah. he's in a couple other of his. I would his say he's his right-hand man. Yeah. <laughs> not Spade, that. not Farley. We're talking <laughs> Louis Guzman. Yep. Yes, sir. Literally brought up my my views. Yes, from Sunday of seven Louis Guzman <laughs> movies to nine Louis Guzman <laughs> movies. Nice. Yep. And um, now, if you guys are like, who's Louis Guzman? Who are they talking about? <laughs> I want you to pause this podcast, or you know what? Even while you're listening, just look up Louis Guzman. You know him. You know the face. You know him. He's he's kind of that six man coming off the bench in every single movie he's in. <laughs> I can see that. It took me a minute to understand that reference, but yeah. I get it. A little b-ball. A little, yeah. little yeah. sports stuff that I don't get. Yeah. We're on all-star break. I'm trying to do anything I can to yeah. get through it. What yeah. Define all-star break. Um, in basketball, there's a week where they don't play real games. Oh. They play the all-star game. I thought it was one game. Well, it, it's, it's one a game. break. So they have like a little vacation time. and then uh, Play one singular game. Yeah. Got it. Um, but the Sixers are back Thursday, and they're going to yeah. really bring it home for us. They're going to bring home a ship. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, but uh, kind of like TJ McConnell, Louis Guzman, I would say is a six man. Yeah, he's the Louis Guzman of the 76ers. <laughs> Interesting. Wait, that needs is. to be tweeted yeah. at him. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so Louis Guzman is someone that for some reason – well, I don't know, Kate, are you – Bailey and I are obsessed with Louis Guzman. So, yeah, I kind of wanted to bring this up. So, before the podcast, I had only seen him in uh, three movies. And now I've seen him in nine. <laughs> I think we subconsciously pick movies that he's Let me in list but doesn't all star. the yeah. ones we've done. Okay. okay. Boogie Nights. Great. Punch Drunk Love. Love Kills him it. in Punch Drunk Love. Adventures of Pluto Nash. He was oh. great in it. Yo, he was great in it. Do you remember him? <laughs> I don't remember. He's like in that van. Yeah, he's that, like, like the big fan. Oh. Yeah. Top five. Don't remember him in top five, but I'm, I'm sure he I killed, killed it. it. I think that's where he hit it off with uh, Rosario Dawson. Great so that's call. four. That's four movies, right? Yeah. I lied. There was only four. So one, two, three. Yep, four movies. And now what else have in. you seen him in? Uh, I've seen him in Waiting, Yes Man, Keanu, and The Do-Over. Nice. And Anchor Management. But two of those are from Sunday. Yeah. The rest of those, I had no idea I'd seen him in something. The Do-Over, he has a quick, quick uh, But entrance. very memorable. Yeah, he has yeah. a snake delivery. You get to see his balls. Yeah. Which kind of hints at a segment we do later. Is I think mm. because it's episode 69, just always hot. Yeah. Oh, it's always it doesn't hot. Like, it's straight up. We're on fire in mm-hmm. here today. I mean, anytime you're talking Louis Guzman, 
Yeah. You're talking oh, about being hot. I see what you're hot. saying now. It's a different segment. Yeah. 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 My balls. Segment. You know what? I didn't take that into consideration. I may need to change my uh That's in. Submissions are in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I stand by what I said. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, we've been itching to do Louis Guzman for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we felt 69 represents him pretty well. And just going to say it, guys. I had a good time watching both of these movies. Yeah. I kind of did too. Yeah. Honestly, it was pretty middle. Yeah. yeah. I, and like all joking aside, I know we're, we joke a lot about Louis Guzman. <laughs> but he um, fucking brings but it. But he brings it. <laughs> he brings it in both of these. But I thought they were both going to be Stinkers. like god awful not being able to watch them. Because yeah. he usually doesn't get that lead role. Never. Like never. And um, the ones that he did, we've already reviewed them. Like, we already reviewed Boogie Nights, and we already reviewed Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. And even those, he's not really a lead. Yeah. No. He's still a side character. But those are, like, his big, big like ones. the big movies that right. he's a side right. character. Right, right, exactly. And he's pretty featured in Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's his, yeah. like, assistant or whatever. Um, I love him in Punch Drunk Love. I, that's probably my favorite movie that I've seen. I kind of forget him in Boogie Nights. Is he just one of the porn stars? Yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah, so I was expecting to be like, oh, God, love Louie, but we're going to have to, I'm going to have to, like, sludge through this one. I was watching one of these on the train this morning mm-hmm. and train coming home. I was enjoying myself. And you the know? nice thing yeah. is they're in that sweet spot of, like, hour 25. Like, they're, like, a good time length where oh, you get, right. like, a nice oh, taste. Oh. That I thought you were talking, like hour 25 of the day like <laughs> yeah. some sort of weird like yep. yeah. on you're tw- on your 25th hour <laughs> yeah or like when it's like 125 yeah. i put it on for one minute yeah. exactly no that's true though yeah. i think it did help that they were both very short movies yeah yeah um they're that nice especially spot. the one the one uh, it was about to test my patience a little well, bit <laughs> here's the thing like if you're gonna make a movie you don't know it's gonna be good or not you know, make it on the shorter side. Yeah. A little bit more yeah, bearable. Sure. But if you make a movie, you're like, this movie's fucking awesome. There's no way it's not good. Make it two hours. Yeah. Maybe 2.5. Yeah, what do I care? Great rule of thumb. <laughs> yeah. Great I rule of thumb. always think, though, that the shorter, the better. Because mm-hmm. it's like you have to be more concise with yeah. that. Yeah. But you could sacrifice some quality because of that, maybe. It's true. Yeah. We've seen some of those. Yeah. We definitely have. Um, so... I'm ready to hash it out if you guys are. Who do we throw it to and why, though? Yo, I don't know. I you We know can what? all say our favorite thing about him. Our favorite thing about Louie? That's going to help us. Oh, I thought we already Of did. why we picked him. Oh, oh, okay. I love that. Okay, <laughs> I love that. Um, do you want to go it. first? No, I'll go last. Okay. Then you go first. Do me last. Do me last. <laughs> um, okay. That is an inside joke just for me. Um but uh shoot i got thrown off yes okay why i love louis guzman okay so (laughs) well i found out one thing i love about him watching these two movies can i say that yeah okay because i I love him just because he's a lovable person Mm -hmm. like you cannot not love him but i love the way he speaks and pronunciates words and articulates words i could listen to him talk all day give me him let you know let him narrate an audiobook 
and give me that. I was about audiobook. to say you're gonna have him narrate all your audiobooks. I'm gonna look up to see if he narrated an audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's a long shot, yes. yeah. but if he has, I don't give a shit what it is. I'll listen to it. Do we start the campaign here? For Louis President Guzman <laughs> to yeah for president. I was like, him to narrate an audiobook, but um, yeah. no, I'm down. Yo, I'm down. Well, let's push for it. Yeah. But that's one thing I love about him, uh, b- among many. But if I just have to choose one, I could listen to him talk all day. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess it's my turn. Yeah. So let's be real. <laughs> like, this was not my decision. <laughs> um, this is one of those things where it was decided upon, like, fourth episode. And I've just been kind of like, all right, this is what we're doing for episode 69. Um, but I've gotten to see him in a few more things. You know what really makes me warm my heart towards him? Uh-huh. My section, the facts that I have about him are just like uh-huh. freaking heartwarming. Oh, okay, uh, nice. we'll get to that. So it's really him as a person that kind of it brings me. To I love it because I don't know much about him as a person. Yeah. I just know like how he's a natural talent up yeah, on the silver screen. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I love his acting. <laughs> It's That's so it. tough for me right now. Are you crying? <laughs> I don't know. He brings tears tear to, to my your eyes. I don't know. He, he's a uh, yo. He. I feel like he can be as like a <laughs> as like <laughs> as like a wild card in a movie. He just like brightens up oh, the screen. I like agree. if you're if he like has like a sick like weird cameo. I'm like I'm fucking down. Yeah, he's a great <laughs> I cameo. Love it. Yeah, you know, I'm truly. It's so true like you truly it's so true i am captivated by him when he comes on (laughs) that's why i could listen to him all day i could just watch him i do have to say he is this is not a knock on him this is just his expertise wait a second when you say when you preface it this isn't a knock it's definitely a knock go ahead like him more as like a peppering character than like oh, a leading oh, okay. man. I, yeah, okay. I can see that. It's kind of a knock yeah. on him. But, <laughs> he but can't carry a movie. It's not that he can't carry one. It's just it's I appreciate his acting more when it's like snippets because mm-hmm. usually yeah. pretty grand and pretty yeah. large. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree, and that's it's probably the, why the majority of his filmography he is that that six man. Yeah. But some so. people feel that way about people who do lead a lot of movies too like will ferrell people feel that way about him too like they like him as more of side characters less than oh, leading gotcha. man because they're just loud like a uh, will ferrell in wedding crashers yes some people don't like will ferrell at all <laughs> i'm looking at one yeah and, and i'll raise my hand to that um <laughs> that one <laughs> uh yeah so well i guess we're glad we're glad you're you're on the louis guzman train yeah. Choo choo. It's one train I would will never get off. Yeah, no. Know? I mean, I'm trying. I'm vying to be the conductor. <laughs> <laughs> you are. <laughs> um, also, we're not quite sure if his name's Louis Guzman. <laughs> <laughs> it's not definitely c- Louis Guzman. What? Are you, it's definitely not Louis. <laughs> I, I, there's a lot of ways you could say it. Louis, Louis, or Luis. So now that I'm hearing it, Luis might be right. <laughs> Luis. And Luis. it has a little like dash over the A, so it's Guzman, right? Guzman. It's definitely not Guzman. <laughs> or is it Guz? It's Louis Guzman. I don't. 
Let's talk about the movie. Let's Luis get to the movie. Guzman. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not good at that. Yeah, yeah I think we used to, we, on a previous episode, we called him Luis for a while. I don't but, know. you know, I'll go back into the archives and yeah. check it out. But let's hash it out. Enough uh, melting over him here. We got to we got to dive into his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, which one do you guys want to do? Should I flip? Do you want to flip for it? That, that's I don't think that's heavy. A, yeah, that's bottom heavy, bro. Why don't yeah. you both just say movie at the exact same time and say right, it's the same movie? <laughs> Ready? One. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna count down whenever. Okay. Everybody. One, two, three. Nine, Puerto Rican Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Should we try it again? <laughs> okay. Right. One, two, three. Nine, Nine eleven. eleven. There we go. <laughs> okay. okay, cool. Um, so, <laughs> yes, you heard it. <laughs> We're going to do the 2017 masterpiece, 9/11. That was 2017. Yes. According Surprise. according to Letterbox, it feels like 98. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, it feels pre when it happened. Cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I guess this episode is special for a couple reasons. It's out there, my obsession with 9-11 a little bit. You know, when when things are pre-9-11, when things are post-9-11. Yeah. I'm glad you specified what you were talking about. <laughs> Obviously, this movie's post-9-11, but it's about 9-11. It also came out, which is very confusing to me. It came On out... 9-11? Well, it... it <laughs> bless bless you. you. It came Thank out... You, I'm honking on Bobo a little bit. It came out September 10th, 2017. Maybe it was like a midnight screen. I also need to know what day of the week that is. I'm going to look it up. Okay, you could look it up, Scotty. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so 9-11, a movie I was unaware was made. I also don't think it was in theaters. Yeah. I it's, got, it has like a but here's the Amazon thing. <laughs> kind well, of. Well, no, no, no. Like just a, throw this on Amazon, bro. <laughs> Oh, very strange. That is a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. See, that, that's a, that's why I don't think it was like, not like a theater's movie. Yeah, you're right. Seems Straight more to like a video on demand. Seems like more like a Hulu release <laughs> or a voodoo release. Um, yeah, so, but here's the thing. The cast. Let's walk through the cast yeah. a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we could also walk through, well... <laughs> Not long, not a long walk with the director. <laughs> uh, we have to talk about yes. the director first. Let's go through the cast. Okay. We have Louis Guzman. We have Charlie Sheen. He we, gives yes. a hell of a performance. Yo, I, can, I actually can't wait to talk about this movie. <laughs> uh, we have film friend Whoopi. Yeah, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg. She was great with Rocking like a real, we- real weird wig. wig. Yeah, <laughs> real weird. One hundred percent a wig. Because every time she'd move her forehead, her hair wouldn't move. Yeah. And then we have Wood Harris. <laughs> what? I thought you were going to go Gina Gershon. Oh, Gina Gershon, yeah. yeah. But we also have Wood Harris, guys. <laughs> I have no idea. Is that the guy is. from Remember the oh, Titans? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Booby Miles. Is that Booby Miles? Booby. <laughs> that's not the same movie. Oh, uh, okay. You're thinking of Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights, right. Um, oh, and he's also Wood Harris is also in The Temptations. Movie. We, I have it up right now. Yeah, he's in a bunch the of Wire, stuff. The Wire, Paid in yeah. Full, Remember the Titans. Yeah, he's Avon Barksdale. The isn't he, from the Wire. he he's not Avon. Uh, 
I don't do. No, no, I haven't watched it. it. He, is, <laughs> never he, seen it. he is confirmed. Is yeah. he? Okay, cool. I've seen like a couple. Yeah. Highlights. Oh, guys, guess what? He was born in 1969. There we Makes go. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why, but it does for this episode. Um, and then, as Bailey mentioned, we got to talk about the director of this one, Martin Guiquin. <laughs> he also directed another movie we did, right? Beneath the Darkness. Now, for those uh, keen listeners, you remember that was our Dennis Quaid episode when uh, our good friend Mike Paulshock brought that gem to us. Yeah, that movie was probably one of my least favorites that we that we reviewed. And here. we concluded that Randy was the better Quaid. Oh, that we definitely concluded. And you know what? I kind of had a <laughs> I had an inkling that he was the whole yeah. time, but that just you know that affirmed it for me. Um, can we go back to call you Mr. Mike Paulshock? I enjoyed that. Yeah, sure. So, uh, <laughs> you know, Mr. Mike Paulshock, I know you're a fan of this director, apparently. So, <laughs> you know, if you're listening, why don't you check out 9-11? Yeah. Because it's, honestly, it's much, much better than Beneath the Darkness. It's yeah. a literal ride. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I guess. Oh, shit. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. um, so, Bailey, you want to give him the synopsis? Well, um, I feel like I don't even have to. Okay, okay. I mean, well, it's it, a little. It bit. happens. <laughs> it takes place on nine eleven. Um, five characters meet in an elevator, <laughs> and the planes hit the building, and they're stuck in the elevator. A married couple, a Louis Guzman, <laughs> <laughs> and a couple others. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, they're trying to get out. Whoopi's on the line trying to help them. She's an and, elevator uh, technician or something. Do they get out? Y- you'll have to watch. Yeah. And we'll probably say it. Well, we'll probably spoil <laughs> it in like the next 10 minutes. But yeah. until then, you'll have to watch. Yeah. Um, I do have a question. So yeah, so Charlie Sheen, Gina Gershon. Gershon? Gershon. Gershon. Uh, Louis Guzman. A. Louis Guzman. <laughs> Uh, Wood Harris and someone else. Someone, some some unknown. I don't know who she is. They're, they're the ones stuck in the elevator. And then Whoopi is not in the elevator. She's but the she's elevator a, watcher. Yeah. What <laughs> is her job when like a terrorist attack isn't going on? She just... I think she just monitors security for the elevators. Yeah. She just watches the elevators. I think it's security detail probably for elevators. Uh, There's probably so many elevators. Like in in the world, I feel like she has to watch. I don't know if it's both buildings or not, but like there's probably a lot of elevators. So many elevators. Right, right. I guess guess my question there is like she didn't seem to know too much (laughs) about the elevators. Nah, she didn't make them, but she monitors them. (laughs) That's true. That's 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 exactly what she does. I will tell you one thing. This movie made me think, so I have to take an elevator to the 37th floor every day, and today when I went in, I (laughs) thought, okay, if this bad boy stopped, how would I get out? Yeah. And, like, I was looking around, and... No, I think the elevators in my building. I think I'd just be trapped. They you don't. Have to find I, I didn't lock. see. I didn't see a hatch. You get, well, there's probably be <laughs> to remove the life uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe tomorrow yeah. I'll remove yeah. it. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. If I just get caught, I'll be like Louis Guzman <laughs> did it. The Louis Guzman. Oh, Louis Guzman. Um. So yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the setup. You. It's one of those you see 
them in their lives just a little bit before mm-hmm. they get in the elevator and, and the planes uh, hit the buildings. Um, but, yo, I think they did it in a good way. Like, the, the attacks, mm-hmm. the, the newscast, they obviously use, like, real yeah. footage with, like, uh, Matt Laurie and Katie Matt, Couric. Yeah. Um, you didn't say his name, right? No, you Matt didn't. Matt Laurie. <laughs> I wanted to hear. Okay, it Katie Couric. Um, but they do a good job of like showing the attacks and and all the extraneous. It's stuff. Matt Lauer. Yep. Oh, I was just waiting for Jordan oh, to Matt Lauer. figure it oh, out. Oh well, he, he's he sucks. he's on he's hashtag oh, yeah, he me too. Yeah, yeah, he he's like real bad. Yeah, me too hard. <laughs> um. So, but oh my God. but a lot of the That's movie such is a bad. I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a joke, yeah. an inappropriate joke in there, um, somewhere. Uh, um, but anyways, so most of the movie is just takes place. You're in the elevator with them, kind of like a devil situation. Yeah. Um, except no one's possessed, um, but they're possessed with fear. Yeah. It's like a classic elevator. <laughs> uh thriller yeah classic elevator thriller (laughs) you know like devil (laughs) how about we name a couple of them? tower of terror is that a movie isn't that a twilight zone episode that like uh, you base the ride off of about being trapped in the elevator you seem like you're just throwing that out there but you know what you seem confident so (laughs) i'm gonna go I'm, i'm on board so we have tower of terror we have uh devil devil and now we have 9 11 yeah. the three greatest elevator <laughs> thrillers of all time um but uh yeah i have a question who's your favorite character in the elevator mm. what <laughs> I, are you is it a rhetorical me. question it is it is <laughs> okay it, it's louis louis guzman but yo charlie sheen towards the end really pops off and i really enjoy he it he says things at the worst times yes. well, the, the yeah. way he uses his voice oh it's insane is crazy toward the end is insane yeah yes um before we get there though yeah. because that's the end let's talk about louis guzman I, oh sorry never mind louis guzman is a custodial engineer yeah he's worked there for what like a pretty long time like 20 years 20 or something, years yeah the world trade center bet all his money yeah it seems like he has a gambling problem yeah but he is so lovable yeah and just like you root for him every second of the way he said that his wife has a place reserved in heaven for her for dealing with for dealing with oh yeah but you know what she's lucky (laughs) she's the lucky one just because he gambled away his entire daughter's college fund. Well, no, that's not true. That's he, what he said. Well, he tried to double it for her. <laughs> so, he, so he did. So, yes, he did. But I love his relationship with Whoopi, too. Mm-hmm. They have oh, a nice Metsy? Metsy, who is, who is named Metsy because she's a Mets fan? Yeah, yeah. Metsy. Okay. I bet her real name's Betsy. Oh, like my mom? <laughs> yeah. And then he calls her Metsy. Yeah, true. Um but they have a great relationship, and he's one of those people who you could tell if he's in your life, he's a warm spot in yeah. your life for sure. He's also one of those people in a movie where you think people are gonna die. You think he's definitely 
a goner. Oh, I would say. Oh, he's like I the... thought he was gonna sacrifice himself yeah. for sure. Because he's comedic relief, so definitely. Well, yeah, I mean, he's never like the leading role either. So you're not like he's not like the person standing at the end. He's also yeah. doing like, all the hard labor. Yeah, he really is like out of shape, and he's the one like doing everything. Yo, I did not understand. <laughs> so, so at one point, Metsy, who's who gets in contact with them is saying like hey look for this hatch in the top and she's kind of directing them like certain ways they could get out of the elevator because firemen are obviously worrying about other things and they're never going to get saved so they have to save themselves Mm -hmm. now louis guzman we'll get to his height (laughs) he seems like a shorter man especially compared to like wood harris who looked very tall yeah when they're trying to get out of this hatch they pick Louis Guzman up. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the dude can't even the reach person. the hatch. Dude, his belly is so big yeah. in this movie, too. His belly is so big. Yep, and like, he's, even compared to the women, he's the shortest person in the elevator. He's the shortest, but you know what? They're like, he's he's the custodian. We got to lift he's him up. He's the one yeah. with the mallet. Yeah, yeah. and he's he weighs the most, and he's the shortest. The worst candidate to pick up, but they yep. do. He makes He makes as good of an effort as he can. Then they give up with yeah. the hatch. The, yeah. It's their life, and they give up with the hatch. I don't he, get he it. He also gave up on himself at one point. Like yeah. he wasn't uh-huh. covering his mouth from when all the smoke was coming in. Uh. Then he has that panic attack, and he's breathing really heavy. I thought he was gone. I thought that's yeah. why I thought he was a goner. I thought he was a goner but too. But then he gets a hold of Whoopi, and then it's like the breathing problem was never an issue. Yeah. Everyone's coughing and coughing and can't catch their breath, and he's just like good. Yeah. yeah somehow the smoke, it comes in real hot. Then it goes away a little bit. Then it comes in. I didn't get the smoke. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they eventually pry the doors open. Mm-hmm. Again, Louis Guzman doing all the legwork. And then they're, they're lucky that they're at a part where the wall is soft. They're in between floors. Yeah. What was like the maintenance one or whatever? Yeah, something. I didn't it, understand it why the wall was It was just drywall Yeah, it was just drywall. But instead of... Louis Guzman just had a fucking panic attack or slash heart attack. Yeah. They still make that that poor, poor guy man. like break through the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, like Charlie Sheen's a he's able, a billionaire. Dude. He's a, yeah. He's that's true. He's able bodied. Yeah. Wood Harris is a goddamn he bike messenger. In. He does step in. He eventually steps in, but yeah. they're just letting Louis Guzman do all the oh, work. Oh, it's because he had a bad knee. True. Oh. Though they stepped on it the entire movie too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. His character was kind of weak. There, his character and the other. The girl. female character were kind of were weak. weird they were, they were weak they're weird and weak yeah the girl's character That's was how I like very <laughs> very weak like her oh, yeah. story they needed a better storyline she for was her. so bad. she was going up the elevator to break up with her sugar daddy yes <laughs> yeah and that was all they mentioned at all with her and, and, and she was a prick medication. to everybody. Yes. She yeah. was like being mean to everyone. And she was then, popping pills. Those pills were huge. And then Wood Harris or whatever is just like a racist or just like yeah. just yeah. a mean guy. Extremely racist. Yeah, just like judgmental odd. to everybody. But it was his daughter's birthday. Yeah. Which like is... It in opens there, on that. It, it's supposed to bring people together. I know, yeah. but... I, of I, all I, types. I feel like you're, it, that's supposed to make you feel for this guy. Like, yeah. oh my God, he's going to die on his daughter's birthday. Yeah. He's not there for her. But then you learn that he's just a racist and he doesn't yeah. give anyone a shot. And you're like, well, fuck you. Yeah. But like, I kind of think that was on purpose. 
that device because it was like oh you think it's you're not you're supposed to like that guy because yeah. it's daughter's birthday right and you're not supposed to like charlie sheen because he's getting divorced yeah but little did you know that charlie sheen's like a philanthropist and yeah. this guy's a racist yeah i did oh, the I, switcheroo i did like yeah. that touch with charlie sheen though because yes he's a billionaire and like louis guzman doesn't know who he is right away until he hears his name yeah. and he's like oh holy shit like your yeah. jeffrey cage i think his yeah. name was and he's a billionaire so you're like, oh, no, Charlie Sheen's going to play that typical character, billionaire, doesn't know how to relate to, like, yeah. but he does. And his wife, at one point, who wants to divorce him, sticks up yeah. for him and says, you don't know how much money he has donated. Yeah. You don't know how hard he's worked to get where he is. And it's yeah. kind of a moment where you, like, switch and you're like, oh, Charlie exactly. Sheen's not that bad. He's kind of yeah. cool. Which brings me to my next point. Is this the Charlie Sheen redemption movie? <laughs> um Judging by his performance, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Was this an attempt to? Yo, he cracks jokes at the worst time. Oh, the though. absolute he really worst does. time. He says, while Louis Guzman's trying to bash through the hatch, he was like, you got a gambling problem? I'll find you the best casino in the entire world where you'll win more. Like, why can't you just give him money, first yeah, of all? Yeah. Like, in a lot of pivotal moments, Charlie Sheen offers these people a job. Yeah, he also <laughs> then offers um, the Wood, guy, yeah, Wood, Wood Harris, Harris yeah. uh, while he's breaking through the wall as the, the like cart's rumbling. He's yeah. like, hey, when you break through that wall, I'm going to get you a job as a bike messenger. Ever heard of a billionaire who hired a bike messenger? Yeah. Now yeah. you have. And yeah. they all just stop doing their job. Like, they all just stop working while they talk to him about for, it. For being in a trapped elevator about to die, not a lot. They didn't really have a sense of urgency. urgency. <laughs> Do you not think that he was offering jobs because he knew he was going to die? No. <laughs> no. Because how would he follow freak. up with that? I think he was. How no, would, it's. Yeah, hey, don't worry, man. I got you. Yeah, but that's like, <laughs> I get that. But at the same time, it's like that guy's going to show up to work and be like, yo, so your boss told me in an elevator that I have this job. Yeah, but Charlie Sheen doesn't have to worry about yeah. it. Yeah, He's but I'm saying die. like, it's like. I don't know. I was just kidding. So, yeah, yeah, relax. <laughs> oh, okay. So let's spoil it. The elevator drops. Yeah. Um, but before it, they had to locate the solenoid. Oh, okay. uh, did they f they found the solenoid? They found the solenoid, which is a lock <laughs> that keeps the elevator's door closed. But like the way they found it was Louis Goose. They again they hoisted Louis Goose. <laughs> oh no! They sent Whoopi to the basement and then back up to the yeah. top floor to find the manual to yeah. find the solenoid, and then he drops the pliers. Yeah, he uh, does drop the pliers. It's just but, yo. Yeah. They do keep referencing, which is I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, Ninety three. Oh, like yeah. Charlie Sheen like oh, worked yeah. there for like 20 years and he's like yeah well I remember 93 yeah. like which was like the first terrorist yeah. attack on the World Trade Center. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they referenced that lady that fell in the elevator of 80 floors and just she lay down on the ground and survived. Yeah. yeah. Well hey a little foreshadowing. Oh it was a heavy foreshadowing. Because once they find that solenoid the cables start to break. Yeah. yeah. Which why are the cables breaking? We were talking about Maybe that too. Like is the heat? The heat? The heat? Yeah. I guess so yeah. So the heat I don't from think a they really. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So they were on the 35th floor and yeah. the planes hit on the 90th floor. Yeah. So I don't know. Somehow the cables snapped. Well, I mean the cables probably go up. Yeah, there's probably the some sort of yeah. structural right? damage. But, yeah. But they snapped closer to the. Yeah, that the, was not the best yeah. plan. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. bad. But anyways, <laughs> they drop. They all lay on the floor and they all survive the they fall. They all float around a little bit. But they do mention like Charlie Sheen mentions like. 
that wouldn't even happen these days. Like they all have breaks exactly. or whatever. And they, it does kind of like it does break. break. It, does yeah. it does break. It doesn't. It does like slam yeah. and hit yeah, the ground. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it does breaks like super hard. They're yeah. all like bloody and shit. Yeah. They're all but alive. they survive. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they 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 fall basically to the lobby floor, yeah. a little bit below the lobby floor. Yeah. It looked like. But even before that, they got Gina Gershon out of the elevator. Yeah, they right did. before the elevator falls, the yeah. wife Charlie she Sheen climbs through this hole in the wall. Yeah, yeah. well, that they the made one, the one, one that Louis Guzman yeah. and Wood Harris. Yeah. But through like the maintenance room. Yeah. Right? yeah. So she she gets in the stairwell. She makes it out. She alerts people. She alerts a couple of firemen that. Yeah. Hey, there's people stuck in the elevator. I guess she assumed that it dropped. Did she see it drop? Well, she just assumed that she knew it, was it gonna dropped. Fall. Yeah. yeah. And she, they pretty much were like, it's going to be in the lobby. Yeah. Right. So they go, they find the one that, um, that they're in. The fireman uses a really cool tool to get yeah. <laughs> the yeah. elevator open. Kind of like a Jaws of Life type yeah. tool. Um, they all get out. Charlie Sheen's the last one to get out, but I guess because the building's starting to collapse, mm-hmm. it rumbles and the elevator falls further. And it basically, you could see Charlie Sheen in like a little slit, and he he's not gonna get out. Yeah, you think he's not gonna get out? So then he does that weird thing with his voice. Is yeah. that what you were talking yeah. about? Yeah, I mean, like that whole time where it was just him. Yeah, he was doing weird stuff with his oh, voice. The, you've got to get out. <laughs> you've got to get out. But yeah. he's like, is he like choked up or? You've got to get out. <laughs> no, I think he's dying. <laughs> yeah, it was. But then you think, okay, well, the fireman's like, I've gotten worse people out of tougher situations. Yeah, yeah. People whatever. out of worse yeah. situations. Yeah, that yeah. thing. And then he like goes in and unlocks the top of the elevator, like the where they were trying to get the out latch. originally, the latch. Then it all comes down. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about that too. I was thinking, okay, great plan unlock the hatch how are you gonna get him up there that's what i can think dude literally like as much as touching as the scene was because this was dedicated to the first responders Mm. at 9 11 yeah that part was great i liked the scene with the fireman like Mm. i like him but charlie sheen's giving absolutely no effort to get out it kind of looked like charlie sheen was pulling the fireman (laughs) he was so firm planted like he should have like i was like he should have like kicked up or something trying to like get some momentum against the wall like nothing gave absolutely no effort to get out of that elevator and then the movie kind of ends on on that like i mean and they had I feel like they had to have someone die. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I wish that he at least put in some effort. That yeah. poor firefighter died for him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, this movie does do a good job of showing, like, how brave the first responders yeah. were. Like, That's my favorite part of this oh movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. It really, really made me feel that. That like, and how eerie like, the lobby is with all the smoke. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, <laughs> I guess I didn't really think. I mean, I don't think about 9-11 yeah. too much but like they were they had to like walk up 90 floors I know. Yeah. I know. and the math that charlie sheen does well they're gonna do like a floor a minute yeah which i was also thinking about that like you that's, more than a floor yeah you could yeah. do more than a floor <laughs> i was thinking again it's maybe when i was going into work today i was thinking yeah. like i bet i could get up these 37 floors like quicker than 37 minutes mm-hmm. but it's also he's fighting they're fighting the current of the people coming down true, true uh, and like true. by the time and you get towards the top like you're probably a little you're probably tired. So tired yeah yeah like i'm yeah i'm not saying it wouldn't <laughs> take an hour and a half 
like it might, yeah. but it just seems like an hour and a half to get up 90 floors. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Could don't be, know. could be right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so overall, I mean, this movie's not too bad. Yeah. Like yeah. I was expecting it to be God awful. And there are moments, especially some moments with Charlie Sheen. I'm like, yeah. Oh fuck, this is yeah. bad. And well, that one girl in the elevator. Oh, she's so bad. She's I a also, bad actress. I also didn't enjoy the, cuts to grandma and the oh, the british mom yeah yeah why was she british yeah like charlie sheen or gina gershon's mom and their son also another example of bad child acting yeah yeah oh that kid was a psycho yeah he was insane but Um, also one is the girl says that she doesn't want to call anyone she has no one to call to say that she's alive but someone needs to get her dog if she dies she has a dog back in her apartment that's true um, but there was one thing where it was way in the beginning that I thought this movie was going to be a real drag. Two of them were is when Louis Guzman answered the phone and says, this is not Eddie. This is Eddie's sister, Edwina. <laughs> um, Yo, his first line, he yeah. does a female voice yeah. and I was in right from the beginning. <laughs> and then this was like, I thought like this was very like of poor taste where, you know, before you see your set five, there's a lot of other people coming out of the elevator. Mm-hmm. And one guy out of nowhere just says, um, not a cloud in the sky and gets out of the elevator with no context. Oh, yeah. And I was like, Ooh, that's yeah. pretty rough. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. pretty rough foreshadowing. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, obviously it's bold to do a movie about nine yes. eleven, and it's going to be, it's like, it's touchy. So mm-hmm. you, it's hard to balance like making jokes and you know what i mean and yeah. it didn't do yeah. that bad of a job well, like that's, that's that's a bad one yeah. that's a bad weird way to do it yeah. Yeah. but some of the like they did an okay job balancing like some of the humor and stuff oh, and they yeah. never felt like ooh, this doesn't belong those in two movie. were just loaded up front yeah but the one thing i did love about this movie was louis guzman's waddle I just like waddled everywhere. Mm-hmm. When he's getting out of the elevator, he had like a sick waddle going on. Yeah. Um, this is also based off a play called huh. Elevator. Oh. Yeah. So I want to. S- that makes sense. I might give more credit to the playwright than uh, yeah. than Martin. Yeah. For like it the uh, writing and and making it a little is this more like tight. When you s- is that play about? I mean, you probably all know. Too the much. minute you like, s- is the play about nine ele- elevator sure on nine eleven? I mean, oh, it's also probably pretty hard to do a play about an elevator. Like, how do you that set and everything? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's based on Patrick James Carson's award-winning play Elevator, which premiered October 2011 at the Red Barn Theater in Tucson, Arizona. I, so award-winning. Um, I mean, yeah. It, when you say that, all the dialogue and everything feels more like a play. Now that you say that, like it makes more sense. This movie, mm-hmm. like dialogue-wise, so checks out cool yeah cool cool um anything else about this one no so what's uh what's the initial rating what is it now that we uh we walk through it a little bit um i'm gonna give it a solid 4.8 damn that was my rating 4.8 really yeah i'm gonna keep it there jordan Jordan, are you reading? Sorry, I was just reading that uh, it was this movie was considered to be highly offensive and distasteful because they released it on the anniversary of 9-11. Yeah. And Charlie Sheen's a self-proclaimed 9-11 truther. 
like he believes in the conspiracy theories and stuff yeah and that the official story of the tragedy like isn't real um that's insane i know and it was a huge it's a notorious box office flop oh so it was it was was released um i remember this being advertised and being like are you serious um what did you guys rate it you said a 4.8 yeah yo i i'm i was gonna say it's a four yeah. Um, but after talking to you guys and like hearing that you didn't think it was that, I'll go 4.5. Yeah. Like truly, yeah, I don't think it was distasteful. Yeah. I think honestly they actually did it in an okay way. It's not a great movie, but like I was uh-huh. surprised at how not bad it was. I, I thought I thought Whoopi did a good job. Yeah, Whoopi was great. Like Whoopi's her like fan reactions yeah. and like. Well, it sounds like good. people were offended by the release date and Charlie Sheen, not as much as like the movie. The movie. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. Because uh, like it's it, like you said, it's based off an award-winning play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. in most of it's probably exactly from the play. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So not a not a bad flick. Um, mm-hmm. Pleasantly surprised, and Louis Guzman killed it. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so one down. We're in between movies. How are you guys doing? I'm honking on Bobo a little bit. Honking on Bobo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cool. Now, I know... Yo, that means blowing your nose for people. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I've said it in a prior episode. Yeah. Yo, I hope honking on Bobo doesn't mean anything else. Me too. I I know it's an Aerosmith album title. Oh, I hope it doesn't mean anything. That's why we say it. I hope it doesn't mean anything else. Me too. It reminds me of, like, grabbing a woman's breasts oh, oh no mike oh, said it. that's i thought he made it up well just out there for the people we don't know what that means that's what it sounds like <laughs> oh no i'm about to look it up right now i'm really nervous um well while you're looking that up i think I'm it's not, about a harmonica not only am i you know, it sounds right not only curious about what honking on bobo means i'm also curious what's your height what's your weight What's your height? What's your weight? With your hopes, match your decay. What's your height? What's your weight? Is that really what it means? This person says it means to smoke a cigarette. What is Urban Dictionary? That's what I'm looking at. There's a lot of reasons. One of them says. Um, that it means to stroke the PP for pleasure. <laughs> mm-hmm. To procrastinate, and this one says to procrastinate. There's like four different definitions of it. I mean, all I right. Don't know. Well, I'm gonna stop saying. <laughs> either way, yeah, we, we might need to stop saying <laughs> honking on Bobo. There's um, too many definitions. There's too many definitions, and none of them seem appropriate <laughs> nope this one strip just says to give a blowjob all right so i mean it's fitting for today 69 yeah yeah um to for all the listeners i've just been blowing my nose <laughs> uh so kate what's yeah, your the top definition on is urban dictionary is a blowy mm-hmm. okay cool we established <laughs> that mm-hmm. but so i apologize clear, i'm just blowing my nose kate is just blowing her nose <laughs> What's your height? What's your weight? I'm really sad because I loved saying that. It was that made me sound like a clown. Okay, so Jordan said that he's f- you cheated. You said five eight five nine. 
No, read why I said 5'9". Oh, yeah, you're right. So he says 5'8", but he's 5'9 when his hair is spiky. When he spikes his hair. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, some rolls he spikes it way up. <laughs> um, he's 215 pounds. His penis is s- penis slash speckled penis. <laughs> he kind of has like a s- speckled... His skin seems a little speckled. <laughs> you mean like freckled? Speckled. Like a speckled egg? That's what I keep thinking of too. What does speckled mean? It's like it's spotted, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. He's a speckled penis. He's a New Year's baby Virgo. Yeah. Right. Bailey said he is five feet six inches, <laughs> 210 pounds. Size eight shoe. I don't have shoes, so. Uh-huh. But nice guess. Uh, he is Libra, 57 years old. Solid penis, dot, dot, dot. Great sperm. <laughs> and then there's an arrow to a thing that says he makes babies. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Great sperm. You will find out some information about that. Um, So he is 5'6". Good job, Bailey. Nice. Yeah. Whoa. Damn. This, the weight I feel like is disputed because it says he's 198 pounds, which is a lot for that height. Yeah. Yeah. I could see it. I think at this point he's probably bigger. He he broke two hundred for sure. Yeah, I think Can so you please good. honk on Bobo away from the microphone? I'm sorry, I'm not honking on Bobo anymore. <laughs> I'm just blowing my nose. Um, he was born August twenty eighth, nineteen fifty six. So he's not a New Year's baby, and he's sixty two. But he is a Virgo, so good job, Jordan. Thank you. You didn't Thanks. get anywhere near New Year's, but you got that right. Thank you. So, he's from Calle, Puerto Rico, but um, he, sorry, he moved to New York City 15 minutes after he was born. (laughs) (laughs) Quick packed up. Yeah, I don't understand. I double checked that reference and it's on multiple sites, so I don't, I guess it's true. Where his mom is a nurse and I guess they got like, she got relocated to a hospital in new york from puerto rico so they must have just like wait wait, wait 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 so he was born in puerto rico like delivered yeah and then 15 minutes yeah. later they threw him on a plane to new york yeah i'm gonna have to see the and they're like we need to we need this kid needs to be an actor and i like didn't understand i still don't understand it but it's in well i was on multiple websites about this fact so i don't know i need to know we need yeah. to hit him up yeah but now he lives in sutton vermont where he um, lives on a, a, a farm that's 128 acres. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Yeah. Guzman's rolling in the dough. Um, but he was originally a bad boy being expelled <laughs> in sixth grade for two weeks for fighting. But after that, he turned his ways around <laughs> and graduated from high school and became a social worker um, where he was a youth counselor. But while this was happening... He loved to perform, and he was a regular at the New York and Poets Cafe, okay. where he met um, a poet, where is his name, Miguel Pinero, um, and that guy led him to get a lot of his roles. Oh. So that guy was a frequent um, performer as well at mm-hmm. that cafe, and he got him a audition for Miami Vice 
and he was in two episodes of that mm. he also was an extra in the movie short eyes 1977 because he was a street theater actor too mm-hmm. um but in 1991 he lost his child and after that he took acting more seriously his that was his first child too who died of suffocation during childbirth mm-hmm. after that they adopted four kids, which is amazing. Wow. Yeah. And then they had one after they adopted four, they, she naturally had a childbirth too, to a girl. Um, so he has five Aww. kids. Good for him. Um, and I'm on his property called Wild Orchid Stables, that's the name of his ranch, he has a barn and a horse. And his, I guess his whole family lives there. Mm-hmm. But they, um, he said his net worth is also worth between 12 and $15 million. That's yeah. what he claims. <laughs> that's just like what the, I guess, yeah. like his estimation. Yeah. yeah, they asked him, and that's it. I love it. I yeah. think he's such a sweetheart. Yeah, yeah, and he's he has some money. Yeah, yeah. he's been a lot of things. Yeah, he's been. I just looked at his filmography. He's but in it's a crazy to do to live in Vermont and be in so many things. Like, I wonder if that's like a recent like yeah move because like to be in like five things a year or i mean not, i don't know if he's been in that many but like he's in a ton of stuff to like not be around like la or like new york or whatever like he probably it, has a place there yeah he probably does but it's definitely a decision to to not live in the la area or the new york area yeah, it's well, like you're making a, a decision yeah. to do that part of that's probably because he was brought up in new york so i feel like a lot of people who are brought up in the city like the idea of the opposite yeah. I don't know though. New York also has like a pride thing where it's like yeah. once a New York New Yorker always in New York. I mean, it doesn't mean he's not a New Yorker living in Vermont. Um But you know what I mean? Like yeah. no, like th- what I meant by that is you stay in New York. Yeah. But I also yeah. think about having five kids in New York is like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um oh. but then I was thinking about the fact we were talking about this earlier about his roles and how they're like very mi- like small parts. Mm-hmm true so he probably just does like a couple days on set here and mm. there and doesn't have yeah. to really do that much time out there yeah honestly sounds like the life it does yeah. that's what i was thinking about yeah. he like kept with so it also said that he kept his social work for a long time while he was acting because he wasn't making enough yeah to fully um support himself with just acting yeah. until he met paul thomas anderson oh, who put yeah. him in boogie, boogie nights, nights. Yeah. yeah he's cool he's fucking dope yeah he's really cool um speaking oh, i have one more thing oh yeah <laughs> uh not to get political but he uh supported uh bernie sanders on his 2016 campaign nice oh and bernie just announced that he's going again yes he is you think he'll support him again i hope so i don't yeah. know you think he's out on him <laughs> i don't know i, just Do you know I mean there is a lot of candidates running democratic right candidates yeah, yeah. Oh, they're yes. coming. In. They're they're out. Yeah. But listen, especially after his staffer snafu with the sexual scandals, with oh. like his like staffers with like sexual abuse reports mm. and underpayment for women staffers. Yeah, Louis doesn't stand for that, so he might be out now. Yeah. But hey, this isn't a political podcast. <laughs> this is a movie podcast where we talk about the height and weight <laughs> of our film friends, and we also talk about their love life. Cue the music. (laughs) 
good? Yeah, we're good. We're oh, good. you want meat? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, okay. I, the heat must be getting yeah. to you, dude. It's um, so hot. So, <laughs> the only information I really have is he's been married since 1985 to, <laughs> to Angelita <laughs> Guzman. <laughs> oh, Angelita. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I didn't expect anything yeah. like other than just faithful husband. For great, sure. Great dad. Yeah. And if there was anything else, I'd be heartbroken. Yeah. Um, you know, he was probably a ladies' man in his younger days. There's no denying that. Yeah. You could see sure. shades of it every wh- which way. <laughs> especially in our next movie. Yeah, especially in our <laughs> next movie. Yeah. Um, but glad to hear he's a faithful husband, has a great family, social work, just all around good guy. Mm-hmm. You know what? He's like, yeah, he's one of my favorite film friends that we've done so far. I just love him. Um, but if you guys are ready to jump into the next one, you know, speaking of his uh, flirting skills, love life, that type of thing, he really shows mm-hmm. it off in this next one. Um, and that is. <laughs> he forgot. I just got to look up the year really. Oh, 2015. Quick. That's 2015. 2015 masterpiece. And one of his higher-rated movies, Puerto Ricans in Paris. Take it away. I mean, higher-rated by what? By all right. Well, anyway. <laughs> of the two, I think. Of the two, <laughs> um, it's it's you kind of you get what you the title is. It's Puerto Ricans in Paris. You got two guys, two Puerto Ricans. They're cops in New York City, who are masters at getting the fake purse people <laughs> that's all that's all the fake purses they are masters Wait, at they that. spell fake ph <laughs> and uh they get noticed by uh some designer in paris for their work in new york and they need to crack the case on who stole her purse <laughs> Yeah, for <laughs> to be made into knockoffs. Yeah. So they go there. <laughs> Not <laughs> bad. And yeah, they're Puerto Ricans in Paris. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Bailey said, you get what you see. Yeah. Oh, the title says it all. Yeah. Um, I love. Way to say it. <laughs> I love the cold open though. Oh, they uh, just jump right into it. Yeah. So they jump right into Louis Guzman undercover with another detective. Not his partner, no. though. No. But his in a bucket boss? hat. His boss? Yeah, yes. his boss. Ooh, Louis Guzman in a bucket hat. That's that was like, prime. That's like prime Louis Guzman, yeah, I, right? That's what you like to see. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted to give the people what they wanted. Dare I say no one wears a bucket hat better. Honestly, true. Yeah. yeah. It, like, fits his head real good. Yeah, he has <laughs> the head the size of a bucket. <laughs> it fits his head real good. <laughs> real good um yeah so you see him undercover like bailey said he's a master of getting the fake purse people (laughs) that's why i said ph you know what we're talking about those people selling those knockoff bags up in new york he basically that's his specialty um so you get to meet him and his partner uh eddie who i love eddie eddie's my favorite played by edgar garcia um love him uh, so you kind of establish that they're partners. Uh, 
Like Bailey said, a big designer from Paris, one of her. So what's the deal there? One of she made this exclusive bag, only two of them, and one of them got stolen. So what happened was is that she became like a hot designer real quick. And so her rise to fame was really fast. So her purses were in high demand. Right. So she was making a new run of purses for her new line. And one of the two purses for the new line. So it was like an example purse. It was like a a showpiece right. for the new line got stolen to make knockoffs before they even got on the market gotcha. for her new line. Gotcha. So they hire, quote unquote, New York's finest, mm-hmm. Mr. Louis Guzman and... Um, Edgar Garcia, and then they become Puerto Ricans in Paris. Before that, it was a commonality, New York and New York. Yeah, yeah. And um, the one connection they have besides being partners is Louis Guzman, uh, or rather Edgar Edgar Garcia, Eddie's wife, played by Rosie Perez, is Louis Guzman's sister in the movie. Um, so that's like another connection mm-hmm. they have there. And honestly... I don't want to walk through this one because you don't really yeah. have to. But once they get into Paris, they eat a lot of macarons. They eat a well, lot. Well, he, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie eats a lot of macarons. Um, Eddie's transformation is my favorite in this movie. And Louis Guzman's mm. just trying to get laid by a bunch of Parisians. But I mean, before that, he has a relationship with yeah. Rosario Dawson, exactly. film, film friend, friend. Yeah. Uh, which Pluto I Nash. I don't understand. Which no, I was gonna say they make a perfect match (laughs) they make absolutely no sense i don't get it so in the movie obviously do you not see him as desirable or attractive no look who you're talking to bro (laughs) um especially when he wears that bruno mars shirt is that what that was is that what i thought it was i I thought like an elvis i thought it was Elvis. so he literally was the next day after the concert bruno mars kind of looks like elvis and he yeah Bruno Mars is like idol is Elvis, so that makes sense. He's yeah. the new Elvis, and he he's he literally Elvis. said something about flaunting the shirt to him. Yeah. After the concert, oh, I just assumed it was Elvis yeah. too, but I guess it was Bruno. Um, but yo, I don't get why Louis Guzman and Rosario are together. She's either. like much younger than him. Super hot. Super hot, but hey, looks looks ain't everything, kid. No, but <laughs> she. Uh... <laughs> but but like she's also just like. Her intentions are different, and then they yeah. they kind of break up because he doesn't want to get married, and she does for some yeah. reason. I'll Her, never understand. And they only been dating eight months. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It, the whole weird. marriage thing is weird. But Real like, weird. Yeah. But her date while they're broken up is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Love yeah. it. Where she picks up the phone on the date, talks yeah. to him, and then when she gets off, she goes, "So you were telling me about your baseball card collection?" <laughs> yeah, and she just like chugs the line. line. That's yeah. actually I love that too. Um, but yeah, so so they're spending time in Paris. They're trying to find out um, who stole this bag, which is I don't know the way I, they went about. Like the whole plot sucked, of the movie kinda. is like pretty bad. Yeah, yeah it's like the way cliche. they like go about like there's four suspects and now we have to con all con them, them yeah. or interrogate all yeah. of them. One of them definitely has to be it. Yeah, it you know the whole. Yeah. Yo, you None know. of them are it. So I thought. Colette. Colette is the designer. And she's like their buddy. Yeah. And she's kind of hitting on Eddie. Like a weird kind of. Well, I mean, she goes for it. She's definitely hitting on Eddie. Um, but he's faithful to Rosie Perez. I fucking love Eddie. He's like a great guy. And I love when he says, like, she's gonna be so upset, like his wife, that they're going Uh to Paris. She's wanted to go there since we watched Ratatouille. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I love I love that line. It's so good. Um, But 
I hate they do this thing that like these heist movies do that's played out like oh the freeze frame intros freeze frame intros when they introduce characters yeah like, that's the guy Richie I like that thing I like I, it. I like how they did the freeze frame and then threw their name up there as yeah. well yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I'm yeah. really let you know who they are it's been done like so many times yeah. though before um, I mean and then there's a classic uh, like montage of them picking outfits oh, oh yeah. I, know. <laughs> I know like this movie hits all those beats yeah 100 just over and over and just insert louis Guzman. yeah and then the classic like twist at the end right oh yeah it was, it, yeah. yeah so that's what i was gonna say i thought it was co- i actually thought it was colette yeah. the whole time i was like oh yeah, the person same. that hired them to do it yeah. is gonna be the person which technically is true it was bi- colette's business partner yeah did it i don't know some bullshit thing yeah. like i at that point i was like well the reason why he did it like kind of like made sense like i like the movie makes sense yeah like it makes makes sense everything the, checks the motivations out. make sense yeah um and also he even kind of they even explained kind of why they were hired too because at one point the parisian police officers get involved They're like yo this is like we're good yeah, yeah. like we're fine with like taking care of this oh right and the other guy's like no no we just need the extra hand like, yada 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 and it was some kind of scheme to like make more money because of the reward right like with like the, the war- ransom yeah. yeah it was just like it was it's definitely a half-baked oh, yeah. movie i don't know why it's one of his higher rated i'm I, dude it's not it's not high rated at all oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> it's just another movie it's just probably the movie that he starred in Oh, right. oh yeah right, that's right. why we picked but it was higher it. rated it than 9 11 yeah, for sure um did you which one did you guys like more 9 11 or this one it's a tough tough one t- to they're answer. different the they're one's so a comedy different. one's a drama yeah. they're probably very equal in yeah. likeness there were some good lines in this though and so like endearing things like i like when eddie talks about the lobby with people and he's like people come and go that's how lobbies work like simple yeah. little things dropped like i mean that. i'm on board with eddie every second of this movie Me too. You know, he's a character i like louis guzman kind of a creep big oh, creep. yeah i mean yeah. he plays into that real yeah. hard yeah, yeah for sure but it's kind of like outdone like i'm so tired of that like misogynistic character that thinks he can just get whoever he wants so i had that thought today i was like when are people gonna stop writing that type of fucking character like that just objectifies women constantly 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 like i know those people exist but i'm exhausted of watching them and it's done with any demographic of man yeah like it doesn't it's not one type of man that they cast for that it's just it really runs the gamut of people but it's not louis guzman's fault we all know he's like (laughs) i mean he probably did not write his role (laughs) But but it kind of plays into like having him be a leading role. Like I did get now it's the character, but I did get tired of his yeah, I did just too. watching yeah. him on this. Yeah, because it was I a very trite character. Yeah. And I think part of the fact is that Eddie actually transforms as a person through mm-hmm. this. Like he learns and grows and embraces mm-hmm. the culture. Like one of my favorite scenes is when Louis Guzman's like sleeping. He's like, I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping. And then Eddie gets on that bike and that scene where he's cruising around Paris Mm -hmm. is my favorite part of the movie. Mm -hmm. Just seeing him enjoying himself, living life Mm -hmm. and just kind of almost like a coming of age for him. Yeah. 
Um, just a Puerto Rican in Paris. Yeah, just getting <laughs> some culture, and I loved that scene. And Louis Guzman doesn't really grow, and that's part of the problem. Yeah. He and then they try to show that he grows at the end because he then proposes to Rosario Dawson. He basically said like, he he sad, wanted to hook yeah. up with chicks that he no one would hook up with him. He's like, oh, I guess I'll just go back to Rosario. Yeah, yeah. He also just like panicked. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah pretty <laughs> like much. not much. I mean, Pitbull was an executive producer. Oh, sick. Uh, what? <laughs> Is he? Yeah. It's on the title of... It's on the... What? What is this called? The uh, the cover? <laughs> Up at the top. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's called something when it's like... Oh, at the top. Armando Christian Perez, parentheses, Pitbull. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this has Pitbull. Pit, pitbull. <laughs> the Pitbull. This has Pitbull written all over. Yeah. Um, even like the shots, mm-hmm. like you're shooting Very in Paris, music video. Just music. Yeah, that's actually a really good way to say it. It's like a music video for sure. And you're in Paris, like you could be a little more artistic than that. And it's just, I don't know. I guess it fit the movie, but. I also really liked the Kate character. The Kate, model who was who like, Kate did is. the cocaine um eh. by that time in the movie i was like i was like checked out but i was like oh she's kind of refreshing (laughs) yeah Mm um but yeah i don't know oh and there was some okay this is a continuity thing that really pissed me off so the beginning the the original people who knock off the purses pull out money from inside a snake cage right Mm -hmm. out from under the dirt eddie has a flashback to that moment like oh yeah they hid the money under the snake dirt (laughs) whatever that shit is so it's probably in the fish tank eddie wasn't in the room when that happened like eddie was like on the street waiting for them in the car because remember he's the one that tackles them it's literally just her and him upstairs in that room were they mic'd Either way, they show a picture of him looking at that thing. Oh, that's actually and a really good uh, point. He's not in that room. Wow. And I was just like, point. oh, come on. Like, Damn, they could have. Yeah. Good job. That's a good call. Oh, thank you. Big plot hole. But that was like some like, really easy fix. Yeah. Like, they could have just had Louis Guzman, like, identify that and do it. But Eddie's it a character that yeah. needs to prevail exactly. at the end. I but, know, yeah. but still. Um, I do want to say the tagline for this movie is kind of funny. It's uh, no rules, no mercy. Merci. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Bailey. You spent some time in, in France, didn't you? Yeah. Two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I went Your to time France. time abroad. Yeah, that was my time abroad. I love, love France. Did you go to Special Paris? Special place in my heart. Yeah. I spent like a week there. Was Paris your favorite spot? Where else did you go? Nice. I went to Nice, went to Normandy, went like, I don't know, all around, checked out some castles and shit too, like in the, in the land. Ah, uh, you know, <laughs> France, those oui, castles oui. and shit. <laughs> I went to Paris with it's my one mom of for about 10 days. Oh. Yeah, it was Did you see sick. the castles and shit? I saw a castle and shit in nice. Versailles. Oh, I just see that. Oh, nice. Uh, Paris is sick. Paris is really cool. I've never been there, but uh, <laughs> you one know day what? You'll get your one day I'll get there and and I'll remember this movie. Yeah. And you'll be like, oh, that's where he got the macaroons. Yeah, honestly, I straight up want a pist- I wanted a pistachio macaroon so bad. I love macaroons; they're so good. Um, 
I love when Louis Guzman calls them macaronis. <laughs> it's I funny. knew you would love that. Yeah, that was yeah. a good joke. <laughs> yeah. They and really that's it. I would, wouldn't suggest watching this movie, yeah. even if you're a big Louis Guzman fan. I mean, there's probably like... I mean, there's a ton of movies that do this just better. Right. Yeah, exactly. For sure. I agree. There's also a ton of movies that do this and do it worse. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a complete failure. It's no. just... you. Oh. The heat turned on. Oh, yeah, I know. It's so it's hot. It's so hot. <laughs> um, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> uh, but, like, a lot of movies have done this before, so if, you're, if you've seen a lot of those movies, it's so predictable and that you could get bored real but quick. But once again, it's in that good... It's an hour and 22 minutes. Right, yeah. which, again, saves it. Like, yeah. any more of it, I would have been... I was kind of checked out at a certain point, yeah. too. Even though I was like watching it on the train, I was like, "All right, it's not that bad." Yeah. But I was like, "Okay, get yeah, get exactly. Finish, wrap this up." Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. But uh, yeah, when yeah. she dyes her hair blue, I'm like, "I'm out." Yeah, why did she dye her <laughs> hair? Because blue? if she was in that punk band that went to that club that Eddie was the bouncer for, right? And she had blue hair in that photo, so she was like having a crisis, so she like dyed her hair again. Either way, I give this movie a uh, four point nine. All right, all right, a little better than uh, one, one point better. So I'm more Louis Guzman. Oh, more Louis Guzman. Yeah. That's why. I'm gonna do something crazy. Give it the same score. No. <gasps> I I rated this a four initially. I'm bumping this way up to four point eight, and I'm bumping nine eleven down to four point six. Okay. What's I'll happening? Nine <laughs> eleven uh, got worse. Yeah. <laughs> Since we talked, yeah, um, I'll give this movie a four, a hard four. Mm-hmm. I'm not bumping it up, bumping it it's down. So hard. I like nine eleven more than this movie. Interesting. Okay. More I was more engaged in nine eleven. Mm. Is it a better movie? Probably not. Actually, I, I thought up, probably up not. Yeah, probably not. But I enjoyed it more. Yeah. Reminiscing on it, I reminisced more fondly on Puerto Ricans in Paris. Mm-hmm. Well, Puerto Ricans also in Paris is m- a comedy, and it's yeah. like light. I mean, nine eleven is about nine eleven. I it's know, a little but I like could still like like parts of it. True, true, <laughs> yeah, true. Um, true. I mean, there's and like when you watch nine eleven, you don't just like think back and like, oh, I liked that. Yeah, part. yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's true. That's true. Um, cool. Well, Louis Guzman, how do we feel? Sweetheart. We love him. Legend. Yes. A true talent. And you know what? His career is nowhere near over. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it here and now. 2020 is going to be the year of Louis Guzman. He's going to be on top. Okay. Not this year. <laughs> No, <laughs> not this year. He's prepping for his roles in 2020. Yo, I'd like to see him get a um, a nominee for best supporting actor one day. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I'd like to see him in another like Paul Thomas Anderson, where he's like a little bit bigger of a role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Um, but you know, you never know with that film Friends bump. Crazier things have happened. Yeah. Look at Sam Rockwell. Yeah, look at Sam Rockwell. He's no one else to thank but us. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you guys have anything else this week? Happy 69. Yeah, happy 69. Um, Sorry about honking on Bobo. And honestly, 
I had a pretty bad day at work today. This made it better. I have a snow day tomorrow. Go. Oh, nice. Just rub, <laughs> it, rub in. it in. Rub it in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Louis Guzman will forever live in our hearts. Good man. Represents 69 well. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh-huh. We will see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Michael Shannon.